0: Previously on The X-Files.
1: I confronted him at the baseball game. He of course is upset, really upset, like explosive. And he's screaming at me to the point where security guards are coming up like to separate us. I'm telling him that he's lying to me. He threw it at me that it was because of me that I caused all of this, that he was so upset with all the crap that I put him through during the camping trip that he just needed to come here by himself. It's one thing to leave me at home. It's a completely different thing to leave your children at home after promising them for a month you were gonna take them to this. During my meeting with Denise, I tell her about this and as we're stalking Monica and trying to figure out who this person is, we find out a couple of things. One, we find out she is actually a co-worker of his and then we also found out that she was at the baseball game and in one of the pictures on her Instagram, you can see him sitting next to her and her boys. Love bombing manipulation set
0: gaslighting uh-huh wow i guess we really weren't the only ones you
2: got that right
0: welcome to the x files a new spin-off of x wives undercover now we're sharing your stories of love gone wrong sometimes we laugh sometimes we cry but more importantly we, we stand, stand together, together. Welcome back. I'm Amber. And I'm Athena. All right, girl. You ready to do this? Let's do it. Season 3, Episode 5. Vegas, here I come.
1: In meeting with Denise, we started talking about all the other lies he was telling us. And we both came up on the cancer topic He told us both the same story that he had stage three, that it was on his spine, in his lungs, and that there were spots on his brain. She mentioned that he told her he hadn't told anyone that I didn't know. No one else knew. And I was like, that's funny because he told me the same thing, not to tell anyone. Another thing he had mentioned is the chemotherapy. And I said, yeah, I said, he won't let me go to any of his chemotherapy. And he keeps telling me that he's going to chemo on his lunch breaks, which I questioned because he never seemed sick ever like he's not throwing up he's still drinking he's still got hair and he kept telling me it was a new kind of therapy that they were using and you know revolutionary that he was in in this uh test program holy shit this is Ben.
2: he told me the new proton Mm -hmm. therapy and then it
1: was offered in seattle
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
1: this, this was some like brand new like oh my god I forget what it was. Something with like stem cells or something. And that he was in, what was it? It was like some sort of test program where he wasn't sure if he was getting the actual treatment or if it was a placebo. You know, because they were just starting the human trials and he was in the human trial phase. And that's why he hasn't lost hair. And that's why he doesn't feel sick and all of these things. He told her that he was getting surgery uh, on his brain with a procedure called a gamma knife where they wouldn't have to cut his entire skull open, that they would use lasers to remove the tumors on his brain, but that he was going to the surgery alone because he didn't have anyone that he felt comfortable with and that he was gonna have to go through this all by himself. And Denise is sitting here going, you know, we we just got divorced, but I'm not gonna let you drive yourself to cancer surgery by yourself. And then I'm looking at her going, you honestly think I'm living in his house and I won't pick him up from the hospital? I'm like that's that's insanity. So he's lying about all these things and we're we're at this point we're like is he telling us the truth about the cancer? Because the treatment stuff's not adding up. And if you're having surgery, how come I didn't know about it when I live with you? I go home after meeting with her and this is a 2-hour long emotional meeting. He gets home from work. I'm trying to act like nothing happened cuz he doesn't know that I've met with her. He has no idea that I've been in contact with his first ex-wife Erica. He just thinks I've been at home all day, like playing housewife or something. I don't know. And I'm trying to play it off and I'm asking him about his next chemo treatment. He says it's going to be that Wednesday within two days. And I keep asking him, I'm like, can I go with you? I just want to go with you. I want to be there. I want to support you. You shouldn't be going through this by yourself. He keeps telling me, you don't need to be there. It's a long drive. And, you know, I'm just going on my lunch break and you know it's, it's nothing exciting I don't want you to see me like that I don't want you to see me weak I don't want you to see me feeling like shit and I'm like but that's what I'm here for I'm here to like I'm here to support you so he keeps giving me excuses I keep begging him to go up until that very morning that he's leaving for work or chemotherapy as he's saying I'm begging him to go I again have my bowling bag in there with my iPad and unless he's going to McDonald's for chemotherapy in the drive-through, he never went to chemotherapy that day. And as I'm putting my stuff in the trunk, I find a Walgreens bag. And in the Walgreens bag is gauze and the medical tape that they use, like if you're drawing blood. And every time he would come home from his supposed chemotherapy sessions, he would have the little gauze and medical tape around his elbow. Like, oh, he had poor. had blood drawn. And he would tell me that's where they were putting the chemo in. I have never had cancer, but I've known people that have had cancer. And I'm like, don't they normally put a port? I found the I'm going to chemo lie bag in in the back of his trunk. At this point, I'm in full force texting with Denise. I so we're texting back and forth. And he'd send me a text during the day while he was at the office. And it would be like, Oh, you know, I just want you to know that I appreciate you so much. And I love you. And I'm so glad that you're a part of my life. And he's like, here's a song that reminds me of you. And then I would shoot her the text. And she goes, Oh, that's hilarious. And then she would screenshot a text back to me. And in or two minutes before he had sent me the text, he had sent her the exact same thing, almost word for word with the same song. I'd love this. Men are so stupid. You would
2: think he'd be like, "Oh no, she's honing in on me." But guys are so not at dumb all. Sometimes, like, no offense, men are great. You know, like if someone was like, you know, not asking to go to the therapies, then all of a sudden, like, really pushing for it, and then asking probing questions you would think they'd be like oh shit she might be
1: on to me and you know no no he never like from my understanding he never caught on that I was catching on he hadn't definitely had no idea that I was in contact with Denise he had no idea that I had talked to Erica he had no idea that I knew as much as I did at that point point. and you know after the whole baseball game incident I was sleeping in a separate room so we weren't sleeping in the same room together we were still in the same house and we were cordial to each other cuz the kids were there but there was definite tension between us he's like well you know i'm just a little upset with you right now and we'll smooth things over and i'm thinking to myself like i'm leaving i don't know what you're thinking but i hadn't told him this yet so denise and i were just trying to piece everything together and we were still like trying to go back and forth on the timeline and we were still trying to make sense of it between the two of us cuz We had both been duped pretty bad on this one i tell her about the fact that he hasn't gone to chemo that i don't think he has cancer that he's still drinking heavily and that i haven't seen any difference in his weight or anything along those lines that would indicate that he's going through the kind of treatment that he says he's going through or the intensity of treatment that he says he's going through and then we bring up the whole monica thing again and we're trying to figure that all out like when did it start And was he sleeping with all three of us at the same time? You know, because now we've pieced together that he was definitely sleeping with both Denise and I at the same time. And now we've got this third person in the mix. And then we're like, well, if we only just found out about this third person for anyone else that we don't know about? So he was hurting us over and over and over again with lies, with words, with, you know, manipulations. It was like he was trying to inflict the worst amount of pain on all of us at the same time. And it it was crazy to kind of sift through. It was absolutely heart-wrenching. And you feel like you're just losing a touch with reality when you're going through all of this. It's, it's just mind-bending.
0: Did you reach out to Monica before you confronted Chase about all this or vice
1: versa? No, um, I actually didn't reach out to Monica until probably six or seven months after I left him.
2: How did you know that you were like done, done, not giving another chance? Like, was it just a mindset? Like (laughs) I'm going to confront him and there's nothing in hell he could say to make me stay to work things out. I am done.
1: So done, done is, is, is a really hard statement because when you're in a situation like this, there's this thing called hoovering where they're really good at like telling you what you want to hear and kind of trying to pull you back in. So even though I left, I wasn't quite done, done. And I'll I'll explain when I was done done. The done done came probably about seven months after I actually left him, where I had decided I'm never talking to this person ever again. And there was a big moment and something awful that uh, kind of made that come to fruition. Now the breakup, the breakup was, you know, again I'm sleeping in a separate room. We're becoming very passive aggressive with each other in the house. It's a lot of tension. I can't even remember what started the fight. Uh, I can't remember if he started it or if I started it, but we started arguing and I threw out that I knew he was sleeping with Denise the whole time. And he goes, excuse me? And I said, yeah, I know all about it. I said, in fact, I actually saw you guys at dinner and that's what started my investigation. That's how I found out everything. And he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I was, I was there. I was at Hayden Lake. I went, I went there. And I saw you having dinner with her on the patio. I saw you guys sharing a bottle of wine. And he's like, we were there to talk about the kids. I'm like, you don't even share children. Those are your stepchildren. Like there, there was nothing to talk about. It's not like you co-parented. Um, so he was throwing that at me. And I was like, you know, I'm sick and tired of your lies. I've also talked to Denise personally. And I threw that at him, which I then had to tell her that I had thrown it at him. <laughs> because she wasn't. She wasn't aware that I was going to tell him. I don't think I was aware either, but I threw that at him and I threw at him that I knew he was lying about cancer, you know, that I knew about Monica and that I assumed that they were in a relationship, that I saw that she was continually texting him and that it was clear that he was lying to me about giving her advice to get over anxiety. So I threw that at him and he goes, I think you need to leave. And I was like, I think I need to leave too. I, I think I need to go. I was a rash decision and a rebound, which in retrospect might've been the only truth he actually told me during that time. Didn't make it hurt any less. I remember throwing at him like, why the hell did you have me move all the way out here from Columbus, Ohio? When you were clearly having a relationship with Denise and you were clearly in a relationship with Monica, at your work, like you had two other women that you were entertaining why did you move me across country? Why? And why did you do this to someone that, you know, was a part of your life for so long? Like, I've never done anything to you. Like, why would you do this to me? And I remember asking him that and he couldn't answer me. So I'm going to give you $10,000 is what he told me. I'm going to give you $10,000 so that you can move back and and get restarted. And he kept telling me to move back to Columbus, Ohio. Do you think he really would have done it or did he do it? He did not give me $10,000. He gave me $4,000 and that $4,000 did pay for the moving truck. And uh, that was about it. I would to right. strangle him right now. I hate yeah. him. It was terrible. And I mean, I was part of it. I did make the decision to move out there. Of course, I made it under the assumption that what he was telling me was the truth and that, you know, all these things with the cancer and all that were true. So there's some responsibility on my part in this as well but I had spent a lot of money, you know, moving myself and I was still paying, you know, all my own bills and everything along those lines. And I had also contributed to some of the expenses to moving into the new house and, you know, getting that set up and all of those things. And, you know, so the, he did give me
2: $4,000. I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys did buy a house together, correct?
1: We did, but here's the thing. He bought it under his name And he told me he wasn't going to put me on the deed until we got married. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Did you um, put
2: like money for the down payment?
1: I didn't put money into the down payment, but I put money into furnishing the house. I had furnished both his kids' rooms. I had helped with furnishings in the living room and stuff like that. So I had helped with some expenses but I did not put a down payment on the house. I had no ties to the deed or anything along those lines. I was not on the loan. One of the things he kept telling me is, oh, the reason you're not on the loan or the reason you're not on the deed is because we're not married yet. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, I, when we get married, I'll put you on there because this is for my kids.
0: Alicia had made the decision to be done with Chase. Now it was time for her to pack up her things and leave Idaho. Alicia had family in Nevada and decided instead of moving back to Ohio, she was going to start a new adventure.
1: Before I even left, like the day I was leaving, he was trying to convince me to stay. So, you know, he's, he's trying to tell me, I'll pay for an apartment for you. You have such a great connection with my kids. My kids love you. You can help me with them. And he's like, I just need some time. I feel like we rushed into this. I just need some time to figure things out. And maybe we'll be getting back together. This isn't goodbye. This is what he kept saying. This isn't goodbye. This is just like, I'll see you in a bit. I told him I was not staying. That I wasn't going to stay in the city. That I didn't have as many prospects as I did if I went to Vegas. That the industry I work in. Vegas is the Mecca for that. Like Vegas, New York, San Francisco. So if I were gonna go anywhere, it made more logical sense for me to go to Vegas, stay with my sister, get back on my feet. Now I did have the moving truck and I still had my boys with me, by the way. They hadn't left yet. So I'm having to explain to them what's going on. And they were living in Reno at that time because they had started school there. And I'm explaining to them like, well, I'm going to be going to Las Vegas. This is what's going on. And, you know, they're helping me pack up stuff and put it in the truck now. And, and the time frame from the time I moved to Ohio to the, to Idaho and then leaving Idaho to Las Vegas was less than three months. So all of my stuff wasn't even unpacked yet. I still had things in boxes And so I made the decision, like he did pay for a moving truck and everything, but I made the decision not to drive a gigantic moving truck across country. So I put what I could in storage in Idaho and I just drove my car down and it did take like two days. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get all of my things out of the house. So there were still some big furniture pieces and things that were in his house that we had made an agreement that I would come and pick up at a later date. So on the way down to Las Vegas, he's calling me. He's asking me how I'm doing, you know, where I'm at, if I'm safe. Once I drop the boys off in Reno, which is probably a day after I left Idaho, he stops calling me altogether. I make that drive from Reno, Nevada to Las Vegas completely on my own. I am driving through these long desert towns that literally you don't see anything but desert on either side like the stuff you see in every horror movie ever <laughs> and i'm i'm doing this and i'm so alone and i'm by myself and like my mental state at this point is like just all over the place and i'm crying as i'm driving which is probably not the best thing and i'm not sure like what's going to happen with my life and i'm not very like motivated to do too much and And then I arrive in Vegas and I arrive at my sister's house and you know, she's just like, it's going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to get you through this. And I remember just collapsing on her couch and being like, Oh my God, I don't know what just happened. Here I am completely a failure on my sister's couch. I don't even have a job at this point. My whole world's been turned upside down because after finding out all these lies and being in this relationship with him, it made me question everything. It made me question our friendship all the way back to when we were kids. Like, was that all a lie? So I was struggling to find work. My sister lands me a job at a small casino off strip and I start working at a a chain restaurant for a bit. And I actually picked up three jobs because I just didn't want to think about it. That was my coping strategy. Like, I want to be so busy that I'm not thinking about this. And I need to financially get myself back on my feet, so I'm working like crazy. And in the midst of all this, he's texting me and he's telling me that he still loves me and he he didn't think that he would miss me as much as he did and that I've left a hole in his heart. And you know, he thinks about me every second of every day. And you know he he really wants to make this work and make it better. Um, in the meantime, I'm finding out from Denise that he, the minute I left town, he's bringing Monica to his son's football game and that he's telling everyone Monica's his girlfriend when he never told anyone that I was his girlfriend, that I was just the crazy roommate that was obsessed with him. That hurt. It hurt a lot. And I think I was coming down from all the emotions too. Denise's birthday was in October. We were in contact quite a bit and she kept telling me that he always used to do special things for her birthday and this and that. And I was like, well, why don't you fly out to Vegas? And why don't we do a girl's day, like a a girl's birthday weekend? And he found out that she was coming in. So like every other text message I would get from him was berating the two of us for being friends. He would tell us like what evil women we were. We were such evil women. We were terrible people just trying to ruin his life like over and over and over again. Hey, Athena, um, does that sound familiar? That sounds <laughs> familiar. <laughs> evil God. women.
2: We are the oh, devil God. and
1: co-devil. Yeah. <laughs> evil, evil women. How dare we? Um, we should all get t-shirts. Totally. <laughs> like, right. But um, she comes out for her birthday and we have a great time. We go to a club and we like, we go to dinner. We, we have a really fun time. And he sees some of the pictures on social media and he sends me a text message and goes, Denise looks so much better than you in this photo. And then he would send her a text message and go something to the same effect, but mentioning me, you know, so he would try and berate us. And then when we weren't responding to that, it was, you two must be having a lesbian affair with each other. And he accused me of seducing his ex-wife and um, that we were <laughs> oh totally sleeping together. Yeah. Wow. Oh he wild. But that was so funny because it was literally like we we're staying in the same hotel room together. We have queen beds. Like I have my own queen bed. She has her own queen bed. And we'd be laying in bed getting text messages from from him. And we'd be laughing our asses off because I would read it to her. And she'd be like, oh, hold on, wait. And then she would read me what he had <laughs> written to her. And it was literally almost the same thing. So one moment it would be like how much he cares about us and how wonderful we are. And then the next minute it's like he's telling Denise that, I'm so much better than her and then he's sending me texts telling me that Denise was clearly the better one and that I was definitely a rash decision oh, and god yeah I feel so, so left out I mean he, that was the one thing he didn't say was that we were lesbians I'm
2: sure we <laughs> would have been hearing that one yeah yeah no we, yeah. we were definitely
1: having a lesbian affair
2: <laughs> you should have told him she's better in bed than him anyways no.
1: Shout out to shout out to Denise, the best girlfriend I ever had. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I so I, th- I think I remember. I sent him a text. I was like, "Yeah, screw me over. I'm going to steal your girlfriend or something." <laughs> so I told him I was like, "If that's the case, I'm coming for Monica next." And <laughs> I used to send him like text messages like that. So my birthday is in February. You know, shout out to all those Aquarians out there. And he sent me all these text messages about how he wishes that he was spending my birthday with me again, because he was bringing up that birthday trip that we had gone on when we first got together. He's like, I'm actually going to be in Vegas in February. Maybe we can get a drink together. And I was like, what are you coming out to Vegas for? And he's like, oh, well, you know, that's my city. And I was like, actually, no, it's my city. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. Um, And he's like, well, that's my city. You know, like I love Vegas and I, I just need a trip. I need to get away. And I was like, is Monica coming with you? And he's like, we don't have a relationship like that. We're just, you know, friends with benefits. I was like, oh, okay. Friends with benefits. I was like, does she know that? You know, he would text me all the time telling me that he missed sleeping with me, that You know, you know, that he he was so attracted to me and that like he couldn't believe that he let me slip through his fingers and blah, blah, blah. It was about seven or eight months after I had left him. And I get a text message from him. And it is awful. Rating me, telling me I'm a whore, that I'm dirty and all of this stuff because he's accusing me of giving him an STD. He sends me this text telling me I gave him HPV. Mind you, I had just I had discovered before I left him that he had been sleeping with not just me, but two other women. Yeah. So the minute I got to Vegas, I went and did a complete workup. I got tested for everything including HIV because I had no idea what was going on. Um and I came out clean. Here's what happened. Monica got HPV and she got it from him I had told Denise many many times that I was not going to reach out to Monica that I was just going to leave it alone you know that I was just going to move on with my life leave everything alone when this happened I lost it and I called Monica and I'm like I just want you to know that he's been lying to you so I completely went through everything and she's crying on the phone with me and she's like oh my god And she goes, I thought that there was something weird going on between him and Denise, but I had no idea all this other stuff. And I said, yeah. She goes, so you knew about me? And I was like, I've known about you since the camping trip. And she goes, are you serious? The camping trip? She goes, you know, he invited me to go to that. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured he would lie to you about quite a few things. So we went through this whole thing and I busted everything open. So of course, as soon as I bust everything open, I know that there is going to be hell to pay that he is going to become a raging, ugly beast. And he is going to do everything in his power to take it out on me. Uh, And luckily, I don't live in the same town as him. So he immediately fires back. I'm getting a barrage of texts. I mean, my phone is blowing up like every two seconds. And all of the text messages are just vile. And they're telling me how evil I am, that I'm ugly, that I... You know, never brushed my hair, that I'd never put on makeup, which used to crack me up because I actually do my hair and makeup every single day. This was like a two day barrage of text messages from him where he was just nasty. The thing where it ended everything, where I was done, done, is he told me to commit suicide. He wrote in a text message, Why don't you do the world a favor and just off yourself?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: He went dark. And this is someone. I had known and loved since I was 11 years old. All of these feelings that I had for this person, anything like sympathy or anything that could have kept me tied to him, died that day. Yeah. Because if someone can turn around and tell you to take your own life, they don't give a shit about you. No, he's a disgusting human. And that was what ended it. I stopped talking to him. I sent him a final email and I, I basically said that you know, there's there's nothing between us. We're not friends. We're not enemies. We're not anything. Okay. They will n- there will never be a friendship or anything between us ever again. Did Monica kick him to the curb? Is he you know a new victim? I don't keep up with it too much anymore. So I can't say for sure, you know, what's going on in his life. Monica and I were in contact for a while. And then all of this became too much for her. She broke up with him and then went back to him. Um, and then broke up with him again. i I know that they're not together now. I think he's dated one or two other people since then. If anyone ever wants to reach out to me, hey, I'm here. <laughs> 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 I don't know what his current dating life is or who he's with. I, you know, I've moved on with all of that. You know, there's no reason to look up his life or even try and keep a connection there. I'm not interested. As far as I'm concerned, anything that we had together is definitely dead. I tell the story and and the story isn't about him per se. The story is about the actions. So because this happens, uh, like I said, when I I first listened to your podcast, I kept going over and over in my head, like, do we date the same person? (laughs) In fact, I, I think I had to listen to a couple episodes where I'm like, okay, no, that's definitely not Chase. But wow, these guys could be twins. So my purpose with all this is basically just to share the story for someone else that went through what I went through, what you went through, what Athena went through, so that they don't feel as crazy, that they know that there's like another side to this, that you will come out stronger and you'll be fine. And, you know, life life gets better. (laughs) It
2: does. So on that note, tell us what you are up to these days. Do you have a new boyfriend? How's how's life?
1: Life is good. Um, Like I said, I have a great sister, so she's been awesome. Life in Vegas has been amazing and I am a bartender. So being a Las Vegas bartender is kind of cool to say to people, you know, Vegas has been a really good experience for me much different than I would have expected. Life out here is a lot different than what it is when you visit the strip, you know, there are real people out here and I made great connections. Some of the best friends I've probably ever had. And, you know, I'm currently studying to be a sommelier and, you know, moving forward with my career, I've met a great man who treats me so well and he's just amazingly kind. I don't think I've met anyone that does not like this man. Literally everyone loves him. You know, he's a good guy and life moved on. I'm still really good friends with Denise. Awesome. You know, we, we're still, in fact, I just messaged her yesterday. So <laughs> we're still in contact with each other and we still like plan to see each other when we can. Good. So overall, I mean, a lot of good things happen from this. So yeah, my life got turned upside down, but we built new foundations and, you know, I got to say like this, this incident was three years ago. right now. So we're talking three years ago that this happened. So in three years, my entire life has completely changed and for the better in almost every aspect. So I guess, uh, thank you, Chase, for being an a-hole. My best advice is trust your instincts and love yourself. And loving yourself is not being selfish. Loving yourself is realizing what your boundaries are. And I think that that's the healthiest thing you can do. You're not going to mesh with everyone. You're just not. And they, they, all don't have to be as manipulative as chase, you know, but if you're not vibing with that person or you don't feel a situation and this is, this goes for jobs or anything. If you're not feeling a situation or it's not vibing with you, there's always other options and trust your instincts. I think that would be the best life advice I could give anybody. Amen. Thank you
2: so much for sharing it. It it's hard sometimes and you don't know how people are going to receive you and you know, for the yeah. most part, we've had nothing but support along yeah. the way, mm-hmm. minus yes. a couple of naysayers. But honestly, they don't mean shit to us anyway. So
0: yeah. I <laughs> i mean, bring know. on
1: the naysayers, because honestly, <laughs> you can't break me down any more than this. Yeah, thing. right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. Agreed. People who no, haven't
2: gone through it could never speak on it. So,
1: you know, and that's the thing. And I think that, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. And the reason I shared my story with you is because you shared your story. Um, it was my, my, um, obsession with podcasts that brought me to you. And I listened to your story and was like, wow, this is so insane. And I've been through this. And honestly, listening to your podcast made me feel so much better. It was so healing listening mm-hmm. to someone else having gone through the same thing that mm-hmm. I thought to myself, like, if I could share my story and I could share that with somebody and turn this around so that they, you know, find healing or, find a connection in some way then it's all worth it so anyone yeah. that wants to like talk negative or doesn't understand the situation I I'm okay with that yeah I just i my voice is trying to reach the people that yeah. need to hear this story Absolutely. <laughs> and, and exactly yeah. and there's no shame in it what, you know, what's that old saying it's like it's something along the lines like um what did I lose in the situation like I I didn't lose anything I lost someone who didn't care about me what did he lose? He lost somebody that loved him for over twenty-five years and would have done anything for him. Yeah. His um, so more his loss than mine because he just proved to me that he wasn't somebody I should keep in my life. Yes. And I think that's another powerful um, word of wiz- words of wisdom is you don't have to keep everyone in your life. You Very don't. True. You can. You can keep your circle small, and Be that's selective. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah, that. If, if they're not adding to your, you know, your higher energy, then it's okay to cut people out. Absolutely, so. Perfectly well, said. That's Thank a wrap. You so
2: much. That's yeah. a wrap.
0: Hey, X-Fans. If you haven't quite got your full fix of x wives Thunder Cover or The X-Files, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Facebook group. Make sure to also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a five-star review.